Welcome to my podcast. Again, thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode. And this is Ethan Talks Through It, where my name is Ethan Sherritt. I am an actor and writer and podcaster and father and husband, technically, at the moment, and a lot of other things, um, brother, sibling, uncle, nephew, cousin, all those things, employee, boss, actually, I'm a boss, I, uh, I manage a, a small staff in my day job, but this is episode two, and in the first episode, I was, uh, kind of a mess, I guess. Um, I woke up and and started that podcast episode by just trying to spill what was on my mind, a, uh, a breakup and, and complete life disarray, which is one of the first things that I will be talking through. The goal of this podcast is uh, talking through it uh, referring to problems of any kind, talking through it, uh, with an emphasis on how to have the best spirit, the best uh, spiritual philosophy guiding the way that you get through it by talking about teachings or or approaches that I've heard or that my co-hosts have heard throughout their lives. And sometimes it's not a teacher or a coach, a life coach, if you will. It's uh, you know, just somebody who says something that resonates with you. And I always have my ears open for things like that. Always. Always. So I don't have a co-host again for, for the second episode, but I do want to kind of pick up where I left off. First episode, I said basically, yeah, my heart is, is completely broken. And I am going to have to change my thoughts, change my patterns in order to go on and, and find that positivity and no longer think about the past in some kind of uh, expect, expecting way because life changes. It, it just simply does. Uh, life, your expectations may not be met. A lot of them will not, and you gotta you gotta apply that principle to some of your biggest expectations. I think I I applied it to a lot of things. Hey, a lot of things might change. A lot of uh, it might be a lot of unexpected things to happen in life, but you know there is one one big thing that I, I didn't <laughs> I didn't think to to uh, say that that could happen. And in which that happened. And so now it's just, it's just a test really. So many people that I talk, talk to and podcasts that I listen to or things that I read or relatives that, that have been trying to help me, you know, they say you, you, you come through these things better. You come through these things more authentic, more uh, clear, more aware. And, and that's my goal. That's my goal in all of this is to talk through it and become better. And I don't want to talk about my problem, my, my sorrow or my, my healing very much longer. I mean, I want to follow up this, this past episode with the second episode and have like a through line there. But, you know, eventually I want to talk about some other other people's problems, some world issues, some some spiritual contradictions that I believe maybe should be addressed. I, I, I want to I want to talk through a lot of things. So Ethan talks through it. The podcast will not only cover <laughs> Ethan talking through his miserable pain. So I, I left yesterday after after talking to you all, and thank you for listening. Again, 
And I thought, wow, that was a, an actual healing process for me to do. Nobody might listen to this, but the fact that I'm publishing it makes me feel as though that I'm talking to someone. And that I'm talking it, without knowing what I'm going to say and just and thinking about it. And hopefully, hopefully somebody will listen. But if not, you know, it's a healing process for me. So yesterday I, I left saying that one of my options in life, if, I, if I'm quitting my job and getting out of this Los Angeles apartment that I've been at and the these same life rhythms and patterns that I've been at in my former life, now that it's changed, now that it's thrown into a chaos, um, it, the physical space of that I had built for my previous life, it just seems it's so stifling. You're around it. So I, I'm going to be getting out of here and not knowing exactly what's next. I, I can't work for the same place anymore. I, I was only able to put up with this this day job for uh for reasons of, you know, family responsibility and family motivation and uh supporting supporting this family unit that was that was so strong. So without that, you know, I, I'm gonna tell my boss to to absolutely screw off and uh, get the hell out of here as fast as I can. And I've needed a vacation for quite some time. You can only drive around in L.A. streets without getting out of here for so long before you just, you're going crazy. So I'm getting out of here. I'm going to travel. The thing is, will I just drive or fly to stay with relatives? Me, and it's me and Jack now. Jack is my beautiful 16-month-old boy and man without him he uh, he's up there sleeping right now and and he's my my light and and I'm I'm with him all the time these days and uh he and I are going to go someplace but the question is that was that was presented in the last episode of this this podcast was am I going to just go someplace like fly or drive someplace or should I consider what I, I kind of want to do and have zero deadlines for a while and zero people that that are expecting me of anything and just, you know, we get a camper van and we go to as many places as possible. Use the social media platform. Link up with people. There have been people who who have said, please come, come stay with us. You, you got a place. This is, this would be your situation. You know, it could be a good situation. Like you got your own room and Jack has his own room or they're like, look, we, it's, it's small. You'll be in our den, but we'll make it work. We have an air bed and an old crib or something like that. And when you hear that, when they're like, we don't even have, we're not even the, the best hosts because we don't have much, but we'll take care of you the best we can come here. When you hear that from people, it reminds you that, wow, you're, you're working and just, just owing to be there and, and to, to punch that clock all the time and, and you can't get out of it and it's paycheck to paycheck and you're just surrounded by people that need money from you and you're managing their money and, and yada, yada. But when people reach out to somebody and say, you know, we will use our resources, our house, come into our space. It's not even that big, but we'll take care of you. When you hear that, it's it's touching. It's so inspiring. It makes you, even in a, in a bad time, it makes you feel like, wow, this is fresh. This is kind of, this is nice to hear. Because if you weren't in a bad bad situation you wouldn't hear those things you just hear the the same old humdrum of your 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 daily rhythms that you've you've built to survive that paycheck to paycheck and uh and so that's great so 
how will we get to those people will be flying, driving, or will we plot a course of our own in a camper van? <laughs> and the reason that's scary to me, the reason that's scary to me is because, you know, I, I, I jog down in Venice Beach. I, every, I live in Hollywood, Los Angeles, and, um, you know, every now and then you see these camper vans that just look like somebody's been living in those things for 30 years. And uh, they're, they're kind of a depressing sight to see. You know, and um, and I, I said, do people? Does it always start out with some kind of a funk like I am, like I'm in? Does it always start out with some heartbroken guy or somebody who's who got laid off from a job or got left by a, a, a woman or a man, and uh, and they just had to get out? They moved into a camper and they thought it was going to be for a while. But it ended up, you know, 20 years down the road, there's there's no other option. And uh, I wanted to know a few, I wanted to get some perspective on that. So at the last episode, I said, I'm going to run down to Venice Beach, get a nice long run in, um, actually parked north of Santa Monica, jogged down to Venice, and uh, where I knew there was going to be some, some camper people, some of the camper community. And I wanted to talk to them and just check out their vibes, see what they were like. And, you know, I mean, I just had a feeling that they would share with me their stories a little bit. And sure enough, so I did that. I did that. And here's what happened with the first person I talked to. I a couple of guys hanging out by, um, by let's see, Dudley and, and Art Walk. Dudley and Venice Beach Boardwalk and they were at a camper and I came up and I'd just been running you know baseball hat on headphones sunglasses and I come up and uh maybe they thought I was a cop or something at first they had a totally different posture you know after I broke the ice with them but one of the guys said how you doing can I help you (laughs) And I, I said, yeah, actually, I'm, I was just wondering if this is your trailer because I'm thinking about living in a tra- in a, a camper, rather. I'm thinking about living in a camper, and I, I want to know what it's like. And after I said that, Guy's posture totally changed. He became friendly and, and, and super down-to-earth, and he said, well, this one isn't mine. This is my buddy's, but, you know, I've got one down the road that way. My, my girlfriend's in it right now, is what he said. His name was Steve-O, bass, bass player who's about to play, he said, in a, in a couple sets on this part of the sidewalk. And um, and so I asked him what it was like. He said, you know what, summer, beautiful time to try this out. You know, it's not cold. You can travel to a lot of places right now and enjoy it. And he said, you save so much money on the rent. It's, it's like really, it's really a good option if you want to save money. So, of course, that sounds good. Sounds good. And um, and then I, I got into a little nitty-gritty of it, and I said, uh, Steve-O, you know, you know a lot of people who probably, who probably live in, tra- in campers, and have you ever, do you think that some people start out just, they're going to try it to, to break their, you know, their pattern up a little bit. They're just going to try it for a while, but then they end up getting caught in this crazy downward spiral where they're always going to be in a camper and they just, just can't relate outside of that anymore. And, uh, they're just caught up on this or that. And he said, no, man, no, unless you're like that anyway, (laughs) unless you're like that anyway. So he said, he made it seem like, no, you trying it out, that's the best thing ever. Like, and if you, if you're like that anyway, you don't have anything to worry about because somehow one way or another, you're going to find that downward spiral and you're going to take it. So that makes me, uh, makes me happier. I, I, I couldn't talk to that many other, I couldn't talk to anybody else really that lived in a camper. Um, there, there weren't that many available. I jogged down quite a ways. I ended up total of a, about an 11-mile jog 
down the boardwalk and I couldn't find anybody at their camper other than Steve-O, who was at his buddy's camper. So that's the deal on that. Now it's just a matter of finding one. I'd like a van. Not like one of those uh, those mobile homes that's a big apparatus with a thing on top, but you know, a van that has a bed that folds down in the back, has a, uh, a little range top and a sink, microwave and a desk. That'd be great. A desk for writing. And, uh, you know, you can drive it around like a van, just a pretty much a big version of a car. So that's what I've got my eyes out for. And I, I want to do that. I mean, I just want to have no deadlines for a while. So many deadlines at, at this job. It can uh, really alter your mind to, to to function at a frequency you're, you're, you're just not comfortable with. So I'll be changing that frequency and, and, and letting you know how that goes. I mean, I, I imagine just we'll be on the road super excited at a couple podcast episodes from now and checking in and hopefully meeting people and getting some cool stories that take me away from any bad part of my story that I w- that I'd like to uh just allow to exist without me thinking about it you know it can be there it can be there but I just don't want to have to keep mulling it over in my head and that's one of the things about about talking through it is maybe just getting it out there so that you can get past it what else happened in that that day, it was a great day in Venice that I really needed that after this, after that first episode of the podcast. I ended up listening to, um, one of the, my favorite things in life is like when a, a bunch of instrumentalists and even vocalists, uh, get together, just, man, there must've been 10 to 12 of them playing different types of drums and guitars and maracas and there was a flute or a a clarinet there some kind or a windpipe uh so many things that people just and they they synergize and they feel the music out and they see what happens and they will jam you know for five six ten minutes without stopping or more and to, to to feel to be there when that is actually happening with all those human connections like locked into each other it's a, it can be overwhelming to me to be absorbed by it and sure enough it it was it was it was absolutely overwhelming and and, and one of my biggest stories that that I'll, I'll probably end up closing this episode on because I can't imagine a better a better way to close it is even though we're only at 19 minutes geez some of my favorite podcasts are 53 59 minutes long i guess those ones have interviews and co-hosts and stuff i'm not really interviewing anyone it's just myself rambling so we can end it pretty soon here um but that story about the jazz music being played at the beach on the boardwalk. And if, even if it wasn't at the beach, this just happens to be Venice and Venice, man, it, it makes me love it sometimes. Like, like the best of what, I don't know, New Orleans or, or someplace, you know, New Orleans. I mean, the best of what bourbon street or the French quarter or the, the local musicians there and the jazz that comes out of there best of what they have to offer out in this California vibe where it's it's so open-minded right by the ocean the negative ions coming in off the Pacific and people of all different walks I mean playing music together and for people for free I mean of course they have a little tip jar out there and they're not shy about asking for tips if you photograph or something, give me a dollar. But, you know, they're doing it for free. And it's 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 such a beautiful thing. They're, 
it's a grimy place in some days, but I had I had such a beautiful day yesterday, enjoying like from the the roller dancers who roller skate around and dance like crazy to the the uh, skater pool kids to the different pockets of musicians that were playing different types of vibes, the break dancers, um, the, the people working out on the rings and the, just doing such impressive physical, physical activities, like so many different vibes and, but they all want to be right around there. It's so, it's thrilling to me. So I've t- sometimes when I take people there, if they're, they're kind of overwhelmed by it, I just, you know, it's it's thrilling. Don't don't be overwhelmed. Don't think it's it's too gritty. It's an amazing positive place, especially at the moment. I've heard it's gone. I've heard it's gone up and down, but who knows? I mean, it goes up and down day to day. So that was me going to Venice to enjoy, you know, the drum circle on the beach. It, there's I don't know how many places there are in the in the in the U.S. that have a massive two to four hundred person drum circle where anything goes to to beat and dance to drums as the sun goes down on on Sundays as the sun goes down on the water there's this great big group of people that get together and bangs things and plays things and dances to things some people just watch of course Um, but dancing in the sand as the sun goes down and that really happens every Sunday. And if you haven't, and it's not in some some contrived way that that's happening. I mean, it's it's just this spontaneous thing that people keep on going. Nobody has, it's nobody's job. There's no admission price. There's no set schedule. It's just it just keeps on happening. And I used to think that. You should do that at least once in your life. Join that drum circle and feel that synergy of the changing music and you know the just the the rhythms that come out when so many people are banging different things together. And there are guitars and tambourines and and uh, there's a cowbell. What else did I see? Somebody was playing a horn of some type. All kinds of stuff too. But over overall, it's there were tons of bongos and congas and djembes and things like that just banging 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 away and you can lose yourself in that and which is a good thing because you lose yourself to like this collective of of people who are banging things and i hadn't joined that thing since uh since i first moved to la in in 2003 and i was so affected by it then that I, I I don't feel like I needed to go back. I thought like, wow, I really felt like how human energy can just swirl in this group form that changes and that becomes bigger than any one person and that everybody it kind of tapped into at the same time and it's positive and it's and it's energetic and it can go from from slow to fiery and and it's all for like this natural phenomenon that occurs every day that's really bigger than all of the unnatural phenomenon of life and that's our sunset our 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 day and our week on sunday turning into night and just dancing in in thanks for what they're beholding over the pacific ocean I mean, that's that really affected me back then so much so that I didn't even feel like I had to, to go back again. So I never did. I just always kind of thought that that had had reshaped my perspective in some small way, you know. Maybe made me sound like a Californian because I find myself the more I talk about Venice, I sound like a guy who happens to be from SoCal. But I'm not. I'm from all over. All over the place, and uh, although I was born in SoCal, so maybe that maybe you get your accent when you're born. Um, 
So I guess 14 years between drum circle experiences. And this one the other day was was definitely appreciated. It was great. So enough about that. What was I talking about and what do I want to talk about? And what, <laughs> what do you want to hear about? As if you can tell me. Now this is all on me, so keep it moving, keep it moving, keep it moving. The uh, the camper van covered that. I'm going to try. What's a good price for a camper van? I don't fucking know. I've seen some on Craigslist for $38,000. And I've seen some for $5,000 that look pretty decrepit. And honestly... I'm probably leaning more towards the $5,000 one because I don't have $38,000 for a beautiful camper home. But I'd like to get one that, uh, you know, me and Jack can sleep in and then I can actually roll up into town and people won't be too terrified of when they see it coming in. So it's, it can't be something that looks too creepy. I got to say, hey, folks, you know, I, I, we message each other on Instagram. You guys are the best. We're here. You know, let's let's party. Let's have a conversation. That's the goal. And I want those conversations to rack up. And I want to have podcast episodes about those conversations and, and those people and put some pictures up. And uh, with the goal of just connecting and sharing and expressing. Yeah, ideally. I won't be talking at all. I'll just be sitting there as other people talk. But for now, my voice only. And uh, except this drum, my voice, my voice, and this drum only. Ha! And me drinking this beer only. Ah! A little bit of beer, cerveza, to help me. Uh, relax into the evening and get ready for bed shortly but before that I want to continue this so man I had a good conversation with a friend of mine yesterday and we really talked about a lot of things and he he said that wow Ethan your your mindset going into this crushing thing is is just impressive he said it's it's great. I, I can't believe the things, the ways that you're looking at this. And I, I can't remember what, how, why he would say that. Maybe it's because I, I keep on searching. I talk to this guy. I talk to that guy. Tell me anything that helps you. And, and so people will tell me. I mean, yesterday, no, it's Sunday. Um, I spoke to somebody at the boardwalk who told me, who, you know, he was willing to, to share with me after I, I kind of broke the ice a little bit. And he said, there are a lot of dimensions. Think about the negative dimension, the dimension that you are currently in. That's the dimension you're focusing on. And your energy will remain there until you begin to put energy into another dimension. So his first suggestion for another dimension was, think about your ancestors. Okay? Do something for them. Because this negative solution, right, or this negative um, circumstance that you're in right now is all you. It's all you. But your ancestors did not have this specific problem and in some realm they may be there still watching down on you or up on you or or if they're tiny little molecules watching out of your cells of your body who knows how that works but it's a different dimension according to this guy and um his his suggestion was libations to living plants a plant that is alive. You take some water, he said. You pour it on a living plant of the earth. And you offer to the seven generations of your ancestors 
I want to honor you with this libation going back. And I want to make you proud. And I want to honor you, you ancestors and spirits. And pour that water onto that plant. And announce that and say, Amen or Ashen. He he kept saying Ashen. And I, I mean to Google that at some point. What is Ashen? I imagine it's just some kind of Rasta version of of Amen. Rastafari. And uh, and I actually did that. And he said that that he became better himself by doing that and by exploring other ways to just put put energy into a different dimension that you weren't before. And damn, that makes so much sense, doesn't it? <laughs> if you want to if you want to ha- welcome any other type of new phase of your life, put a little energy into it. Put a little energy into it and uh and damn, that seems so simple. So that's what I'm trying to do. I did his, his both of his suggestions today and yesterday, and um, and I got to be at least a little bit happy with putting energy into those those new dimensions. My ancestors, who are up there, Ashen, and and also spending time in the mirror. He said is really important. And just reminding yourself that you love yourself. I love you. Say I love you to yourself over and over again. Just keep on doing it. Because only a loving person would persist with that. Maybe that's what he was getting at. And you can be a loving person to yourself by that persistence. And make it happen. That's energy. So deep, deep things and... And the best is like when that guy shares like some of these deep things and he's so forthcoming with it. He doesn't say like, wow, that's sorry, that's deep. He's like, that's the realm he operates in, you know, and it's nothing about like about this burdened type of job or this, these responsibilities that, that can't be made amends of these these conflicts of of interest that we we go around i mean basically so many of us have a job that if we really think about it we're right in the tension point of many conflicts of interest and we're the person who has to make these conflicted interests uh, operate through our own finagling and and problem solving and wheeling and dealing and that's something that's just not good for my freaking chakra or whatever it is it's not good for something and um and that's why the obsession with the, the camper or you know just having a cabin for a while and staying in a cabin and by the way a lot of people have stories like, well, so I just lived in a camper or a tent for a while, and I just did that for like six months. And I hear those stories sometimes, and I, and I think, if I didn't work for one paycheck, I'm screwed. That, that you, That's kind of a blessing that you were able to travel around for like six, eight months and have enough gas in your tank and enough food to eat and not feel like completely impoverished. So sometimes like that sounds like such a nomadic and free thing to do, but uh, there's always like a part of me that's like, how, how, in the name of God, you, you must have had thousands of dollars saved up. That must be nice. Um, so I take those like stories with a little grain of salt. If we do it, we're going to have virtually <laughs> nothing. But we will have a family to, that, that if things got really bad, you know, they would say, you can stay with us for a while. And that's also a blessing, maybe more so than having a few thousand dollars in your account saved up to have people who actually would, uh, would be there for you. 
So that's good. That's another good thing. Yeah, just focus on the good. And um, no matter how, how your finances are, that's what I want to get away from. Man, I was, I've been really focused on making enough money to live for so long that that's what I, exactly what I've been doing is making enough money to live. It was shocking yesterday, going back to the music and the thing that I immersed myself in on Sunday as I, as I wanted to just be. What a great place to be, that area. I, I literally listened, listened to a podcast while I was running, and um, I can't remember the name of this podcast, but it was a life coach woman, and the, the reason I downloaded this particular episode was the title. It said... Uh, the difference between being and doing. And over the course of the hour she was talking, hey, you know what? She didn't have a co-host either. It was just all her. So uh, this has a chance to be as good as that, and I came across it. So, you know, keep listening to this. This might get good. Um, the difference between being and doing. and she, And that's what I was jogging to and trying to embrace. And I guess to break it down in the terms that I would, or to kind of process that through my mind and share it with you, is there seems to be a faith, a faith, a confidence that you will establish by being, because by letting go of a a control and reacting in the moment, you are telling yourself, hey, whatever moment results from this, I, I'm going be to be present and be, and whatever results from my decision in that moment, I have faith that I will do the same thing in, a, in a, the way that I want with that moment also. And that resonates with me because I spend a lot of my time like controlling things. Like I, I can see how things have to be right so that so that I, I make it how I, I think the outcome should be. Like I assume how thing how pieces are gonna fit so I, I, I play them accordingly instead of just how I would want to. How I would want to. And that's something that I'm striving for is more presence, more part of the day, more part of my life. A lot of times I start out great in the morning, yoga very early, a meditation most of the time, taking it nice and slow to go into the day. And then by two o'clock, it's fucked. I'm, you know, pulling my hair out. I'm totally in that mode of, I gotta control everything in the right way. I gotta, I gotta get things done and do, 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 do. Um, so I guess the work and the practice is be more often, and you get from the from life coaches, I guess, and just from talking to people, you get their techniques for doing so, their tricks for doing so, their their little tools that they use that helps that them bring that about more often, like they want to. And I guess I, there was a helpful one that she said, which was something that, that I've embraced for the past year or so myself, is definitely preempt on your schedule to give yourself extra time to a lot of things. Um, because that extra time will allow you to not have to worry about, am I going to make it? So by you being very, very punctual about things and very prepared you will be, you can stay in that state of being rather than, oh, holy God, am I going to get to the, the airport on time? Or is this going to, am I going to do this on time? So give yourself time. Wake up early enough to work out so that you you don't have to just really be on a schedule to get back. Give yourself enough time so that you can be there walking around pointlessly for a couple of minutes and stretching or something before 
you know, because you need that that feeling of what what will I do next? What will I do next? Is man, that's a great thought to have a lot in your mind. What will I do next? What will I do now? If you can make that happen throughout your day, that's pretty good. I don't think that's the same, though, as me at work going, what the fuck was I just doing? Why did I open that email? What? What am I? Why Why is Excel open right now? Did, oh, yeah, there was something I needed Excel for. Oh, yeah. And then, yeah, that's not the same as, like, what the hell was, was I doing? It's what will I do now? It's a nice, calm calm way to be if you if you know you've allotted yourself enough time so that's a tool towards being from that life coach who i don't know who it is i wonder if i can look it up on my phone um and uh it might stop it might stop the recording of this podcast so i'm not going to do it sorry lady you were great though she had a great story about this guy who lost like almost lost the use of one of his legs in the Bay Area through a horrific traffic accident that took his frickin' kid and wife. And uh, he'd been riding the bus to like this one particular hill in San Francisco saying that he, his his leg, that the doctors said should have been amputated or something a lot, like after this car accident, and he pleaded with them that, no, he was going to get better. And they said, okay, we'll, we'll let you get better, but we're going to keep a close eye on it. And uh, if, if it doesn't heal, this thing's coming off. So he, ever since that day, he convinced them that he was going to just keep on getting better. And sure enough, they let him keep it. They didn't threaten amputation anymore. But he had to get his walking better again, and he had to get his pain better again. So he kept on going to this hill day after day after day after day. And... uh this this life coach happened to be like on her way to wine tasting or something like that, but happened to be on this this bus in this part of the city, and um, she heard his story and she was so inspired by it because he uh, he told that story to people and he was excited about it and he had something to to share that like some kind of positivity with people even even if the bus driver bus driver had heard it a million times the people who got on that bus if they sat and, and heard his story they, they had to be moved by it so and she shared that so good on her for, for sharing that story and good on me i've shared that story now too um what story that was i don't know how many podcasts are go into great length about uh other podcasts but this one sure does um so the last little bit i was gonna leave the philosophy approach uh the whole the whole philosophy spirituality deal that i I seem to have delved into with this episode I think I started out with just getting wanting to get this one story out, so I should go into that. And that's not much of a an easy shift into that because I'm basically saying I'm going right to that right now. But I am, damn it, I'm going right to that right now so I can end this thing. And that is the the street performers, or the sidewalk performers out there. You, you can't imagine that. Some of them look like they're... There's this one guy playing the the conga drums. He looked like he was like a programmer or something. I swear, he he looked like a pretty bright guy. There's another woman I talked to who said she was a published writer and had had a magazine she wrote for for like 30 years or something. But she was just out there playing the djembe and a clarinet. Um, But they seem like they live maybe, you know not in the nicest place or on and off of the street or they just seem like they're part of that culture that is not financially secure. Might live on the street next month. Might go to a shelter to get some food or a shower or something. And so when this vocalist, who seemed definitely, from my perspective, 
to be of that uh, that type of you know it's like a, a cleanliness thing the bag the size of the bag you carry and like those like little cues make you think that, that guy might live on the street I'm not sure not like a vagrant or anything but just that culture that doesn't necessarily hold down a place and definitely not a homeowner. And so this guy was improvising into the microphone as as a singer. He, he put his guitar down, I think, for this one song. It was just a singer. And he was pouring his soul into it. It was such beautiful, soulful music as, as all those drums played in their synergistic way and all the other instruments. And, and they were all kind of following his lead as a singer since he was so inspiring. And he sang some lyrics about... There, there was something along the lines of, don't you worry, you who are worrying right now, don't you know that the world has got you with something called holiness and the trinity and he smiled and he said the world has got you don't you go around worrying and he was inspiring and smiling and soulful and that's art right there that's sharing and expression and it occurred to me like it was amazing to hear at the time that I was hearing it just because the, the soul was so stirring. But later after the evening was coming to an end and I was back in my car after jogging home, it, it occurred to me like what I, what do I keep thinking about in my head is that guy saying a few of these words. It keeps replaying over in my head because I'm out there, the, the guy with the nice job and the child and the car and the, the beautiful apartment and all those things, I'm listening for some type of inspiration. And that guy on the sidewalk performing, he's shouting and singing to me that I shouldn't worry. He's telling me I'm going to be okay. That guy is telling me I'm going to be okay. It's not the other way around. It's not like, hey, you, you know, you, you guys are going to be fine don't worry he's like i am fine you don't don't you worry and so everybody who listened all those people with their sunglasses and half of visons and oh, mussels or oysters and nice salads at the cafe watching he was telling all those people they shouldn't worry and damn if they didn't move people i mean everybody was listening to that guy and that kind of shook me when I realized that because, yeah, I'm this guy who lives in a way that can just crumble to the point where I'm worried about losing things. I'm worried about expectations not being met. I'm worried about not having the mark of success, not achieving. Did I not strive enough if I don't achieve? Can I strive more? Where is that like? Where is that line that's too far to go in, in the name of achieving or success? Burdens, burdens that I follow, and then somebody comes along and tells you not to frickin' worry, because like the universe, the universal source, the Trinity of some type of higher existence has got you, and that you'll be okay. That's that's where you want your head. No matter what you do for a living, or what, that's where you want your head. Is don't worry. Don't you go around worrying. So that that sinks in with me quite a lot. Um. I'm still going to keep on getting more and more positive stuff and trying to share more and more positive stuff. But just think about that. Somebody with way less than you could definitely tell you <laughs> to relax.
<laughs> so relax. Try to get to that state of being, even if you only do it for a little bit at first. Try to explore what that means to you. Because the way I say it, God knows that's not that's not going to really sink in the way I've I've heard it. You might hear something ten times before you understand it, before you realize you've heard it. But once you hear it, practice it. Practice it. And um, with that being said, we ought to get ready to end this thing and say that the next the next episode of the podcast will probably cover what type of vehicle I've gotten, where we're going, and uh, how you can contact me. Anybody listening to this podcast, <laughs> especially for this long, you appreciate somebody who, who just wants a conversation regardless of how good or bad that conversation is, and you appreciate that that people need each other. Sometimes we want... It wasn't long ago that I just wanted to listen to other people's stories. Just three weeks ago, I just... Tell me anything. Just make me not think about this. And uh, that sometimes you just want to be the listener. And me, when I get on these, I guess it's important for me to be the talker. Um, Not only because there's nobody else here, but because I just need to say these things. I need to share things and see how it sounds when I say them. Because how it sounds when you think them can be a, a cold place, a dark place, and, and there's no limit to to the, the negativity in your own head sometimes. But when you talk, you, you can isolate and say that is negative or that is positive. So that being said... Thank you for listening again to Ethan Talks Through It. Next episode, we'll talk about something else.